It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutrition education and counseling. You know, we have an interesting show planned today. We're looking at the connection between your liver and your metabolism. That might be a new thought for a lot of people. But if you're one of the 74% of Americans that are overweight, wow, look at that number, Almost three-fourths of Americans are overweight yeah. this, these days. Either they're overweight or, or obese. Then it may show you that with help, you'll understand the struggle you're having with your slow metabolism. And that looks back at the liver, which is an interesting connection. You know, I find clients are always asking, how can I get my metabolism to work? Do you guys ever hear yeah, that? Most yes. popular question. Yes. <laughs> So we often talk about sugar and weight gain on this show, or we talk about trans fats and weight gain on dishing up nutrition, on dishing up nutrition. And we're always encouraging people to stay out of the fast food lane if they want to lose weight. Today, we have a totally new topic about how your liver affects your metabolism. You know, it's a very complex topic. So I've asked two dietitians to join me today in our discussion. First, let's me introduce Jamie Carlson, who is a registered and licensed dietitian and always is solidly booked with clients at our St. Paul office. You know, even though she is really, really busy, she always has time for one more client that really needs her guidance and support. So, Jamie, welcome to the show. It's really nice having you on the show today. Good morning. It's good to be here. The fact that the liver can affect metabolism is often a new information for people. Mm-hmm. You know, as you're working with clients, Jamie, what is one simple habit you have found that affects the liver resulting in a slow metabolism? Yeah, well, listen closely. This might surprise a lot of people, but uh, water, actually. So, yes, we're saying just drinking water can actually slow down your metabolism. That's not what we usually hear. (laughs) Yeah, I bet you're thinking these ladies maybe didn't have their coffee this morning or something. But so I bet a lot of you're thinking, how how can that be? You guys are always talking about water. You have a guy come in just to talk about water, right? So seriously, the culprit is tap water, tap water that is filled with chlorine. So research has found that chlorine in tap water actually kills bacteria. And that's why it's there, isn't it? Yeah. Keep it clean. Yeah. Um, but because it's a chemical, that chemical has to be removed from your body, right? So this has to get broken down in your liver. It's your liver's job to get rid of these chemicals our body doesn't need. So if your liver is constantly busy detoxing chlorine day after day as you're putting water in, it leaves really little energy to break down fat. And it's really body fat that people are trying to get rid of, speeding up that metabolism, that gets broken down in the liver. And if the liver's slow... It's not going to be able to do that very well. Right. New thought. So we tell clients every day, drink your water to lose weight. But really what you're saying is tap water full of chlorine may actually slow people's metabolism. Yeah. So before we get too far into this topic, 
let's introduce Brittany Thomas. Brittany is also a registered and licensed dietitian, and she sees clients at our Nutritional Weight and Wellness Office in Lakeville and also in St. Paul. So, Jamie, Jamie, (laughs) Brittany, were you a little surprised to find what Jamie said? No, I wasn't. (laughs) Because when I'm teaching the Nutrition for Weight Loss class, we talk a lot about water, but I always try to get people to buy a water filtering system or buy filtered water at their local supermarket. And you might be asking, how do I know if my water Mm -hmm. is good or not? Mm -hmm. So if you are questioning that, you can have your water checked by Richard's Water. Right. And, you know, you can call our front desk people at 699-3438, and they will give you Richard's number if you, or you can just go on the internet and find Mm him. Yeah. You know, so something as simple as drinking eight to 10 glasses of water that has all those toxins removed, such as if you've got one of these filtering systems. Um, So with all these toxins and chemicals removed, that is going to help your liver break down the fat that's in your cells faster. So drinking a lot of tap water will do the opposite. It'll slow that metabolism down. But drinking a lot of filtered water is going to do the opposite. So speeding it up, clearing out those toxins from your liver. So, you know, when I was putting together the show, I thought, hmm, you know how my brain works. So it always goes to the next (laughs) level. So when I was taking my grandchildren for swimming lessons, you know, this was a few years ago, I noticed many of the the lifeguards and swimming instructors, and they're all young people, were really struggling with their weight. And I thought, that doesn't make sense to me because they're young, they're physically active. And burning a ton of calories Mm -hmm. when you're swimming, too. So I couldn't understand what was Mm -hmm. going on. Well, it could definitely be all of that chlorine slowing down their metabolism because our skin is our largest organ. Mm -hmm. So our skin is absorbing anything Mm -hmm. that it comes into contact with. Yeah. Isn't Anything that, you soak in, like yeah. in a hot tub or in pools, or mm-hmm. so I bet no one else has ever put together that no that thought probably because, not because I you know have you, I don't know if you've ever noticed that but that's mm-hmm. going on for sure mm-hmm. at if you look at the Y or some of the places that yeah. you see a lot of young lifeguard swimming instructors and you yeah. know yeah um, and it, it's a known fact that your liver does it plays a central role in your metabolism so. Actually, your liver is a fat storage area, so it stores some of our good fats and it stores some bad fats. But um, after time, your liver can get clogged up with excess fat your body is making from sugar. So, so this excess fat in your liver is not coming from eating good fats like avocados and olive oil and these type of things or even butter or saturated fats. When we're eating too much sugar, your body takes the sugar and turns it into fats in that liver. And that is kind of the, the, a new thought for yeah. most people. You know, mm-hmm. cause as soon as people see the word fat or hear the word fat, yeah. they automatically think it's fat in the foods. Yeah, yeah. or if they're yeah. told they have a fatty liver, the what would seemingly be obvious is to eliminate fats, but it's yeah. really sugar that's creating this excess fat around that liver. Right, exactly. And when your liver gets clogged with that excess fat, your metabolism is really going to struggle and you're going to continue to gain more weight. Mm-hmm. And often this is called fatty liver, a mm-hmm. congested, clogged liver. Yeah. So I think if people are listening out there and they have been diagnosed with a fatty liver, mm-hmm. or they know someone that has been diagnosed with a fatty liver, 
I encourage them to stay tuned because mm-hmm. we're going to talk more about fatty yeah. liver. And so, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's take our first break. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition this morning. Um, if you have type 2 diabetes, um, let me see, or, or a fatty liver, or think of yourself as an all or nothing person, and once you start on, a sh- on sugar, you can't stop, we'd recommend you sign up for the Nutrition for Weight Loss series starting the week of May 9th. Um, or maybe you just don't want to gain weight over the holidays. And this is a class, this class would be part of a care package for you and just keeping tabs on yourself. So research has shown that most people gain about 10 pounds over the holiday season. So so this might just be the answer you're actually going to need during the holidays to not worry about what outfits you're going to fit into and how to hide those extra pounds. So um, plan ahead and sign up for the Nutrition for Weight Loss class. If you want to sign up, call 651 Six nine nine three four three eight. And if you have any questions about fatty liver, give us a call at six five one six four one one zero seven one. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I am Brittany Thomas, licensed dietitian, and joining me is Jamie Carlson, also a licensed dietitian, and Darlene Kavist, a licensed nutritionist. And we are discussing how your liver affects your metabolism. We have so many people calling or coming in to nutritional weight and wellness with macular degeneration. Yes, mm-hmm. a lot Very of people. Very common. Yeah. And as nutritionists, of course, we always look to food first, and we recommend a lower-carb, real food plan. So replacing that toast with broccoli in the morning. That's a big step for a lot it of people. Is. <laughs> but it's delicious. Replacing crackers with celery and carrot sticks, replacing french fries with half a sweet potato, replacing a whole banana with some blueberries. And it's important to decrease foods that are high in sugar and add foods that are high in vitamin C Mm -hmm. and other nutrients. And we need those adequate amounts of vitamin C to control the damaging effects of free radicals from sugar, alcohol, and smoke. It's interesting how important that is for eye health. Yes, and it doesn't take a lot of vitamin C, mm-hmm. but it takes it consistently. Yep. Yeah, which a lot of people aren't getting. That's mm-hmm. right. So really the bottom line is research shows that people who eat foods rich in antioxidants have half the risk of macular degeneration. Half mm. the That's risk. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Yes. Huge. I think a really great way, I know sometimes it's hard to fit a lot of those veggies in, but a lot of us use dynamic greens, that powdered mm-hmm. form of fruits and vegetables. And that's a great way to get in a lot of antioxidants really easy. Yep, absolutely. So if you need help changing your diet and getting into the nutritional weight and wellness path, call 651-699-3438 and set up an appointment. We have day, evening, and we have phone appointments available. Exactly. And so, we've got a question kind of pertaining okay. back to swimming and chlorine yes, from our okay. first topic. Sure. So I think we'll take that this morning. Good. Hi. Good morning, Penny. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, of course. Um, I just, the light went off when you made the correlation of swimming and chlorine's effect on the metabolism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, too, have been noticing my granddaughter is on the high school swim team, mm-hmm. yeah. and I'm amazed at how many of these girls are looking yes. overweight, yeah. and yes. how can that be when they spend four hours yeah, exercising in the swimming pool? Exactly. So what do you suggest to counteract the effect mm-hmm. of the chlorine on the liver? Well, do you, anybody want to 
tackle that one first? Yeah. Or? Well, I mean, one thing to do is the, the, she's not going to stop swimming, right? So that's something she right. probably can't avoid. So what we first started talking about with what kind of water is she drinking? So if she's soaking in chlorine all day long, we really want to make sure she's not getting out of the pool and then drinking a ton of chlorinated water. Mm-hmm. So I think okay. drinking a lot of filtered water and yeah. um, taking, you know, Brittany was just talking about vitamin C as well and how it's good for your eyes. But vitamin C is really great to clear chlorine out of the liver and out of the body as well. Oh, and then, okay. And then the other thing that we really recommend is to, you know, replace the breads and those kinds of crackers mm-hmm. and things like that with vegetables because vegetables will help your body naturally it helps your liver mm-hmm. yeah. so it helps your body naturally detox these extra chemicals yep. you know and just you know and making sure that you're not eat she's not eating you know anything that's got trans fats or mm-hmm. you know these hydrogenated fats yeah. at all so that really healthy fats like olive oil and avocado and those things yeah and then really healthy meat i mm-hmm. mean that's you know, and stay away from the sugar foods. Yeah. yeah, yeah. like Penny, before we were saying that a lot of issues with a slow liver, we were saying part is that chlorine, right? But the other part is excess sugar. So that excess sugar turns into fat around the liver of even young people. I've seen young people with fatty yeah. liver disease as well. So, And that's common for a swimmer or any type of mm-hmm. endurance athlete to be eating way, way more carbs than they really need. Mm-hmm. So, okay, yeah, um, I know the coach doesn't say anything about dieting and the girls all go out for pasta um, snack <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm sure they're you know having even they think it's a healthy snack a granola bar mm-hmm. and well i sweeten coffee drinks yes you know i know that the swimming uh coach at minnetonka high school the diving coach really recommends their her divers to eat the way that we recommend eat the weight and wellness way she is really in fact she cooks for them and brings food to them before an event because she's so committed to this that's awesome yes i wish i could have the coach listen to your talk and even have somebody talk to the team because he doesn't address the issue at all but and we do Um, i mean that's one of our outreach services mm -hmm. you know we do come out and talk to a lot Mm -hmm. of young athletes Mm -hmm. you know volleyball teams, yeah. uh, whatever kind of team. And, yeah. you know, they'll listen more to an expert yep. yeah. and, and rather than to a parent or a grandparent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, I've been talking to him blue in the face and I thought, well, this is never going <laughs> to work for me. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Penny, we have a class called Nutrition for Peak Performance, and that seems like it would be a great one for young kids yeah. mm-hmm. who are really active. Yep. That sounds great. But yeah, if you do outreach for a whole group of people, that would be wonderful. Yeah, so. we do. So uh-huh. thanks for calling in this and morning. Thanks, Penny. Thank you very much. So we should get back to our liver. Yes, yes we should. Um, so, you know, before we were talking about this liver and this liver getting clogged up. So does anybody remember the movie Supersize Me? Mm-hmm. It's been a while How since. can you forget? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so in this movie, Morgan, I think it's Spurlock, um, ate only McDonald's food for one month. And after only one month, he developed a clogged fatty liver. You know, I was at a conference. It was American College of Nutrition annual conference. And Morgan's doctor actually presented. Cool. I thought, how cool. Yeah. Interesting. So she saw, she showed all his blood chemistry tests, including his liver test, before he did Mm. the... The te- you know before yeah. he ate on McDonald's for thirty days yeah. and then after, and 
you know, before eating just McDonald's, he was in super health. He was really a healthy eater. And so all the, you know, had all normal tests Mm -hmm. before he ate just a, a month of McDonald's. And after 30 days, he really had serious liver issues. And they showed up in his liver enzyme pattern. Mm -hmm. And they were really off enough that the doctor said, you know, he has the beginning of a fatty liver. I was really surprised at that. You know, so he literally shut down his metabolism in just 30 days. And honestly, he wasn't feeling well either. So it was kind of interesting you know, was in this room with all these nutrition experts and everybody was talking about this afterwards. And they were discussing, so what caused this fatty liver to occur? Hmm. And really the conclusion was not the burger that he was eating, not the meat. It wasn't even the fried chicken, but it was the soda and the juice and the bun, the English muffin, the French fries, yeah. all the foods that would turn into sugar. Mm-hmm. So really, eating processed carbs and sugar leads to a fatty liver. We kind of yeah. talked about that. Yeah. You talked about that at the beginning, Jamie. Yeah. It's hard to comprehend that, I think. Yeah, it is. Because it's, it's a long process, but the sugar actually does just get turned over into fat in that liver. So he was also eating a few other things from McDonald's. You know, yeah. there's those cookies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there were other desserts that he was mm-hmm. eating. Yeah. Even but, like the yogurt parfait, I think a lot of people think is yes. a healthy choice. Mm-hmm. Um and that is loaded with sugar. That's sweetened high. yogurt, and then they put that syrupy fruit on it too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, like we have been saying, a fatty liver is stuck. It's stuck with these stagnant fats, which congest the liver, and it eventually spills over into the gallbladder. Oh, so like so that think like it's just like a cup. It's overflowing with fats, and then it ends up dumping over to the gallbladder. So think of all the gallbladders that are removed every year. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that don't have theirs anymore. There's about 600,000 gallbladder surgeries that occur every year in America. So again, this is a lot of times a problem of a liver, not Mm -hmm. not a gallbladder issue. So that's interesting, Jamie. Mm -hmm. So basically, we're kind of saying too much sugar that people are eating creates too much congestion for the liver. Liver can't work. Yeah. All bladder takes yep. over. Yeah. And then it can't handle it. And then and your bladder attacks and yeah. crashes and then you need that removed. <laughs> yeah. And it's we a bad see cycle. It all the time. So mm-hmm. many people have them removed. And when your liver can't handle all that sugar, the processed carbs, the bad fats, such as the trans fats, you're going to gain weight and you're also going to have inflammation all over your body. Yeah. And we see that with clients a yes. lot. That's one yes. of the number one things I believe that people come in with these days is my body is aching all over. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. And I think the next sta- statement is really, really important. When your liver isn't working right, you can actually develop insulin resistance in your liver. That's a big mouthful yes, there. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> And this means at that point, when your liver is insulin resistant, then your liver can't process those carbohydrates. And again, that's going to lead to even more weight gain. Mm -hmm. And a fatty liver increases your risk of type 2 diabetes by 500%. Wow. That's astounding. It is. Yeah. So if your liver can't process all those sugars, they just end up in your bloodstream. You end up with these high blood sugars Mm -hmm. all the time. 
So if you have elevated blood sugars, so what's, what do I mean by an elevated blood sugar? You know, we always say in our classes, you know, if you can keep your blood sugar somewhere between 70 and 95 all day, mm-hmm. you know, through the day, that's great. Mm-hmm. But if you're running at 105, 119, yeah. you know, one of my clients the other day it was 180 mm-hmm. and you're carrying a little extra weight, you know, you really probably have a clogged liver. So usually people must give up and this, we kind of keep going back to these same old things. They've got to give up their bread and pasta. You know, the pasta feeds before an event is not good for kids. They've got to give up their beer, pizza, cakes, cookies, french fries, and chips to kind of overcome this and reverse a fatty liver. You know, it is possible. This is kind of amazing because I I don't think people believe it's possible. Mm -hmm. It's slow, but it is possible. And people tend to need a lot of support to do yes. this. Yeah, they do. I, yeah, I have a client who, when she first came and saw me, she had fatty liver. She had high liver enzymes, and that's one of the indicators that you've got either early stages of fatty liver or you've got it. Um, and after we've been working together pretty often, too, she just needed some more help making some changes. And over about six months, those liver enzymes have come down and her MRI looks normal again. So, wow. Um, Perfect. Yeah. That's amazing. Great stuff. So, you know, we should probably take a break this morning. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. There's so many young women, um, even teenage girls that are experiencing PMS cramps, headaches, and all the bad things that come with PMS. And so often PMS cramps or leg cramps or headaches are a body sign of low magnesium. Mm-hmm. So over two thirds of Americans are actually deficient in this mineral magnesium. So to ease the pain of these cramps or headaches, either for you or your daughter, um, you can simply add like three or 400 milligrams of magnesium. And we prefer the form called magnesium glycinate. And that's just a really well absorbed form. If you take this in the evening, these minerals are really well absorbed overnight. So And if you've got any questions for us about fatty liver today, give us a call at 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. So it is about this time of year when people start to snack on those little Halloween treats. (laughs) And then, of course, you eat them all, so you have to buy more for the (laughs) trick-or-treaters. But I found a solution for you. (laughs) <laughs> I just buy and give out small cans of Play-Doh or bubble makers or nice pens or bouncy balls yeah. because it's not worth it. I know if I have that in my house, I'm going to eat it and it's not worth the temptation because yeah. I want to continue to feel good. Yeah. So if you have any questions today, please call us at 651-641-1071. We had a caller that wanted us to repeat the statistic on macular degeneration. So research shows that people who eat foods rich in antioxidants have half the risk of macular degeneration. Yeah, that's great. So all those antioxidants coming from lots of vegetables. Lots of veggies. Yeah. Every time we eat our green beans in the morning for breakfast Mm -hmm. with our eggs Mm -hmm. or our broccoli. Yep. Yep. We're putting our vitamin C in and we're... Cutting our risk of macular degeneration. You know, at you guys' age, you're not even thinking about that. I'm thinking about it every day. We're planning for it, though. We're planning to never have it. We're preventing. 
And we do have, we've got Aura Lee on the phone today. Aura Lee, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Well, thank you. You know, listening to you talk about the liver brought back a memory to me, and it's about my dad. He died of cirrhosis of the liver. Mm -hmm. And and at that time, the three of us kids, and we were all adults, we could not figure out why, because our dad did not drink. Oh, okay. So So there's always that connection, isn't it? Cirrhosis. Wow. We think alcohol. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. That's what I knew. But it wasn't until I was training to be a teacher and I learned about fatty liver disease, which is what you're talking about this morning, that I realized that my dad's cirrhosis of the liver was caused from sugar. Mm-hmm. And what a surprise that was. Just yeah. And I inherited his sweet tooth. <laughs> so that's why today or any other day, I do not eat sugar or any of my old favorite processed carbs because I know that turns into sugar, and it's way too scary for me. So I just thought I would share that about the cirrhosis of the liver is not always from alcohol. Yes. Thank you for sharing. And you actually shared how serious it is. Yeah. Because that fatty liver can go to cirrhosis, Mm -hmm. and it can lead to death. Yeah. Orly, thank you. Thanks for calling. We appreciate your help. <laughs> thank you. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> bye bye. And we've got a few more callers on the line, too. We've got Tammy here. Um, Tammy's got a question about fatty liver and treatment for that. Good morning, Tammy. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, sure. of course. Um, I had a comment and then a question also. Uh, about a year ago, I was told that I was insulin resistant mm-hmm. um, and quite overweight. But it was never explained to me um, about the fatty liver. Um, I I thought it was like some kind of disease that I had and that there really wasn't anything I could do about it. So I did some research on my own and discovered the sugar connection, cut out the sugar, cut out the bread, the the crackers, all those chips and things that I love. Um, um, and, and so, um, I did start to lose the weight. I still have probably maybe 10 or 15 pounds to go, but I've lost 70 pounds. Wow. wow. Congratulations. for you, Amy. Yeah, just for doing, from doing that. Yeah. Um, and also the other thing that I wanted to say is, you know, you talk about broccoli and things like that for breakfast. The, the thing that I switched over to, especially this time of year, because I like something warm is, is I make bone broth and just have, get my veggies, you know, make a veggie soup and have wow. soup for breakfast. You are that good. Is great. <laughs> great. Well, my, my That's question, awesome. I've been recommending question. that too to a lot of clients <laughs> lately because it's such a nice uh, warm well, drink to have mm-hmm. is bone yeah. broth. Yes, and it's a great um, alternative to eating oatmeal. Yes. Yeah. You know, to have that something warm in the morning that really yeah. sticks with me. And it's another way that I can get my veggies. Yeah. So On a chilly I'm, day like this, that sounds good. Yeah. Well, my question is this, uh, with regards to the fatty liver disease um, and cleaning up the liver, obviously my diet changes, I'm sure, have made great strides in that direction, but I've recently been told things about, uh, like, dandelion tincture and things to help detox the liver. Is that anything that you recommend to a help, or do you have any thoughts about that? Well, we kind of think in terms of it doesn't hurt as long Mm -hmm. as you're doing the food the way that you are doing it. But I think some of these detox programs actually make things a lot worse. And hopefully we'll get to that in the show later on. Okay. So, but 
Great story. You're doing really yeah, good work. Congratulations. Yes. Oh, Fabulous. Thank you. So Thanks for calling better. in. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye. We've See? got one more call sure. about fatty liver and weight gain, so let's go ahead and take that. Good morning, Amy. Welcome to the show. Good morning. I'm calling in. I was really excited to hear you talk about this topic. Um, oh, good. I'm 49 years old, and about 15 years ago, I had some stomach problems, and they removed my gallbladder. Mm-hmm. Shortly after that, um, I found out that I had a fatty liver. Since that time, I've gained like 50 pounds. I'm a really healthy eater. I don't like sweets and chips, and I pretty much stay away from processed foods. But I can't seem to lose that weight, and my overall health has really deteriorated Mm. in in this time. And I'm just wondering if you have any ideas or... Well, you know what? I think it would make sense for you to come in and make an appointment with one of the nutritionists because there's some things that we really need to make sure that you're not getting any hidden sugar, and you may not be, yeah. you know, but or you may be eating something that you are really sensitive to. Yeah. I mean, even looking, are you drinking filtered water again? Um, I have a filter, like a, one of those pitcher filters for Probably water. not good enough. Yeah. You know, it takes away some things, but it really doesn't filter out anything additional, yeah. you know, in, in the state that your health is in. And I think we'd also look, I don't know if you're taking any medications, I mean, there's all these things that uh, right. affect the yeah. liver, but I think we could probably help you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. That one, I mean, I, you know, both Brittany and Jamie are great people to sit down and and visit with, and, and they could help you through this, I'm sure. Awesome. I will do that. Okay. Good. Thanks Thank for you. calling me. Thank you. It's sometimes with people like this, we really have to dig in. Yeah. It's yes. a lot of problem yeah. solving. It's question yeah. asking. Yes. It takes some time. Yeah. There's never one reason why someone's not losing weight. There's Mm -hmm. so many pieces to the puzzle. Right. Yep. Yeah. So that was a lot of questions. (laughs) Yes, it was. Good. (laughs) So let's get back um, talking more about this fatty liver and the research. So when your fatty liver is clogged with this fat, and again, made from sugar, it has a difficult time using that fat and breaking it down as fuel. So when your liver is clogged, you store fat rather than breaking it down. Mm -hmm. And at this point, people have higher triglyceride readings and a very slow metabolism. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we really recommend these triglyceride levels to be at least under 100, maybe even better, under 75. Um, But I've seen triglyceride levels as high as 2,000. Yes, Mm -hmm. we have. Um, And we often see maybe somebody following a vegetarian diet can have higher triglycerides if they're doing a lot of processed carbs and sugar. And, you know, if they're eating a lot of vegetables, they're probably okay. Yes. But we see that they're eating a lot of pasta. Yeah. Um, Another problem can be someone's drinking a lot of soda or alcohol. Those, those groups will also have high triglyceride levels and triglycerides in your blood are actually, they're described as sugar fat. So, you know, thinking about the holidays as that comes up when you mix sugar and butter together, when you're going to make cookies, um, it looks similar to that. So think of that mixture in your blood of this sugar that's turning into this sticky fat and it creates a higher risk for cardiovascular disease as well. And I think that's an important point, mm-hmm. Jamie. Yes. It creates a higher risk of heart disease. Yeah. High triglycerides. Yeah. And no one ever talks about that. No. no. You know, I had, I just had a gal in one of my nutrition for weight loss classes and she started the class and her triglycerides were in the 400s. Wow. She got them rechecked only after two months of doing it and they were down to the 100s. That's 
crazy. Beautiful. Amazing. Yes, it is. So if you are really good about exercising daily, you know, what will happen is your muscles will take care of some of that excess sugar and fat. Yeah. The liver sends sugar and fat to your muscles, just like it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. But if you're inactive, (laughs) your liver is really confronted with, what do you do with all this excess sugar and fat? And guess what? It gets stored in your belly. So exercise is really important, but I always say you can't exercise that way a bad diet, too. So it's got to be both of these pieces to help with that. Exactly. So we should probably take our next break this morning. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. And do you have a friend with a health problem that maybe lives out of state or out of radio coverage? Um, Send them to our link at our website at weightandwellness.com. And they can listen to these shows through the podcast. Um, We also work really hard putting out a lot of research articles and a lot of practical information for people. And so our goal is really to improve everybody's health. So if you've got any questions for us about fatty liver, um, give us a call at 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Now, I'm going to be leading a menopause seminar November 7th at the Maplewood Community Center from 10.30 to 3.30. And we include an organic lunch for everyone and two delicious balanced snacks. So if you have perimenopause or menopause symptoms, it is really a must class for you. We actually learn and have fun at the same time. So please sign up. It's weightandwellness.com or call 651 699-3438 to ask any other questions. Yes. And we've got a caller or two. Yeah, we've got Fred on the line this morning. Fred, welcome to the show. Good morning, Fred. Hi. Um, One of my girls uh, had her gallbladder removed in her early 30s and found that her system started to get sluggish. Hmm. I'm wondering, do you recommend uh, bioidentical bile substitutes to help uh, defat the liver? I'm, that's a, what, Jamie, yeah. Are you talking answer? about different enzymes? Right. There's a company called uh, Standard Process from Palmyra, Wisconsin, that makes a product called Colacol, which is mm. a bovine uh, bile substitute. Well, Fred, first we'd look at what she's eating. Because mm-hmm. you can put all kinds of enzymes at people, mm-hmm. and if they're not eating right, they're not going to work. Yeah. And so sometimes, yes, some digestive enzymes do help people. Uh, I don't find that we really actually need to use them very often if they are eating right. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's that's kind of what we would do at first is yeah. to look at those. Yeah, it might have a place, but yeah, the food piece is really important. So maybe have her come in and talk, sit down with someone and make sure that things, that what she's putting in is being utilized the best. Sounds okay. good? Yes, it does. Thank you very much. You You know, and we get questions like that a lot, you know, and that kind of leads into our next topic is looking at if you've got a congested liver, if you've had problems like this, you might think you need to do a liver detox. Mm -hmm. We hear a lot about juice fast to unclog the liver. Um, Well, we might need to think again, is this, you know, really things like what we say, TV nutrition talking. So let's look at how to reverse a fatty liver. Well, you know, it can happen because we've had people call in today. So... You know, this is a liver that has, you know, the fatty liver has cells full of insulin resistance, basically. Mm -hmm. 
And we know that juice is not the answer because juice is a high sugar food. So if you drink five or six glasses of juice, you could really be taking in maybe 48 teaspoons of sugar. And it's the same amount of sugar that's in a blizzard. Mm -hmm. So it would actually increase insulin resistance and lead to a more congested liver. So let's make nutrition simple. What did Morgan Spurlock's doctor recommend for Morgan Dehila's liver? It definitely wasn't a juice fast or any fancy detox powder. It was the same as a nutritionist and dietitians at Nutritional Weight and Wellness would recommend. Yeah, so she recommended returning to the diet before she was eating before or he was eating before. So a diet that's simple of eating organic vegetables, grass-fed and organic meats and fish. And different healthy fats, so those good, even saturated fats like butter and avocados and coconut oil and nuts and olives. You know, liver detoxification is something that goes on every day of your mm-hmm. life. There is no such thing as doing a quick liver detox program so that your ma- liver somehow magically heals. Mm-hmm. Fasting can really be hard on your liver, and your liver actually slows down if you don't have enough protein. Mm-hmm. So if you go on this juice fast or any of those things and you don't have enough protein you can actually slow your metabolism even more Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so the fasting just does not work those fancy detox programs don't work either so what does work to restore your liver function it's eating a lower carbohydrate plan so changing out that bread the pastas sweet rolls pancakes juice cereal and eating real food like broccoli and spinach and kale and green beans, Brussels sprouts, sweet potatoes. And then you can also eat healthy fats. Absolutely. Like olive oil and olives and, you know, avocados and nuts and seeds. And and you can eat meat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we say grass-fed without hormones. It's easier on your liver. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of choices there. It's just I think we're bombarded with so many... Bad ones, it's hard to turn our eyes from all the other things mm-hmm. that we see. Um, and, you know, and the good news is a lower carbohydrate plan, such as the weight and wellness way, what we've been talking about this morning, um, helps stimulate breakdown of fat in the liver. And it actually helps the liver return to functioning effectively. So it's actually boosting your metabolism. So eating this way is a gentle way of daily detoxing, as we said, is drinking lots of filtered water every day. Mm-hmm. So we're always detoxing, or we always should be. If we're not, then we're clogging up our liver. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, we also need um, su- sufficient protein, don't yeah, we? Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. So not only switching out those carbs, those processed carbs, but we need enough protein to heal the liver and the metabolism. A recent study found that adding three scoops of whey protein once a day for four weeks paired with a low-carb diet Restored liver function by 20%. Wow. And that in was just, just a, four weeks. In four weeks, yeah. So, yeah. you know, if you did it two, two months, mm-hmm. three months, you keep making progress. You know, as most of us know, when you have developed a fatty liver and a slow metabolism, it takes time to heal. It doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. And Nell, who will be co-hosting the November 21st show, Dishing Up Nutrition, she followed the weight and wellness plan for one year, didn't lose any weight before her liver was healed. And then she went on and lost 90 pounds. Yeah. 
you know, she really has a great, inspiring story. Yes, she does. So, you know, she's going to be on the show yeah. on November 21st. Yeah. That had to be discouraging for her, too, to, sh- to go that long. But that just shows you it takes time to heal this liver. It takes mm-hmm. time to clog it. So it takes time to unclog it yep. as well. Right. So just think about that. She had no weight loss. I mean, yeah, she was frustrated mm-hmm. while her liver was healing. And then her metabolism kicked in and she started to lose weight. Yeah. So isn't that great? It's a great story. So, you know, we just have to keep working on this yep. all the time. Yep. Be patient. Yeah, it takes time. And to heal your liver and restore your metabolism, it also takes support, you know, commitment, direction. And as nutritionists at Nutrition, Weight, and Wellness, that is our expertise. That's what we do every single day. We encourage and we never criticize. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of unusual for a lot of uh, mm-hmm. places. It is. Because yeah. Yeah. we look at it as our responsibility to figure it out yeah. and encourage people to make these changes. And we kind of start with people where they're willing to make changes. Yeah. Sometimes it's like they jump right on and they want to do it all. Mm-hmm. And we love that. Yeah. And then some people need small steps yeah. and they need to make one step at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so. And both is just fine. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah. You know, it's just like our caller that called in and she's lost a lot of weight. She figured it out on her own, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Yes, it is. And um, we actually had another caller, didn't we? As far yeah. as... We had someone that had a question about um, if we had any recommendations about um, places to go for alcohol recovery or what we recommend for that or, or for people kind of coming out of alcoholism and struggling with sugar cravings. And I know I see that a lot. And so... Um, we do teach a class called Nutrition for Sobriety. We don't have any scheduled right now, but we'd be happy to come out to a treatment center as well. Um, but really, we work a lot with people struggling with cravings, and um, that's what we would do and focus on with someone who's recovering from mm-hmm. alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Right. Thank you, ladies. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Have uh, a great weekend. Yep. Thank you. Life, I love you. All is Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.